You are now listening to episode 222 of the Big Bang Buzzcast, recorded on October 25th, 2021. I'm Roxanne. And I'm Nicole. And this week we're going to be talking about the White Asparagus Triangulation, episode 9 of season 2. Yep, we don't have any news, so... Really quick, we're recording this on my grandfather's 95th birthday. He doesn't listen to podcasts, but he does know what the Big Bang Theory is, so mentioning it is on topic. (laughs) Happy birthday, Nicole's grandpa. Yes. Yes. Alrighty. So, I really like this one. I mentioned it when we were wrapping up last week, Mm -hmm. but I I do really like this one. Um, So, it starts with... Oh, no. Where did my notes go? It's Sheldon and Penny. You can run with that while I find my notes. Yes. Sheldon and Penny, um, as Sheldon attempts to make small talk with her as they head up the stairs from the lobby, um, which just freaks Penny out. Like, what are you doing? I really like how he seems to, like, synonymize. Is that a word? We know what I mean. Um, Small talk with slang. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, I make small talk at work. I have never said sit up or what is shaking to any client. <laughs> like, I know his, his, you know, do you find the weather satisfying? Are you currently sharing in the triumph of some sports team? Like, okay, that, that makes sense. But I really don't understand why he's like, I'm going to start using all these colloquialisms and slang words yeah, and to make small talk. The slang, like, continues throughout the episode. Yes. even. <laughs> beyond the small talk and it's like i understand that this is fiction and from an entertainment standpoint that was a very good choice just within world i'm a little confused by it Mm -hmm. i'm also just also amused every time with his sup how he like adds like an extra syllable in there (laughs) like sup instead of just sup yeah yes yeah, so he is. He explains that he is given to understand that when you have something awkward to discuss, it's better to start with some small talk or, as he says, banal chit-chat. And then Penny's, so this wasn't the awkward part. <laughs> I, I, I'm just imagining, like, did Sheldon ask, this for, ask for this advice? Like, who did he go to being like, I have to tell Penny not to come on to Leonard, um, so how should I do that? Or did he Google, like, how to bring up awkward conversation? Like, I don't even, I don't remember how Google worked in 2008 or whenever the hell this aired, okay? I had dial-up internet until 2011. Anything that happened before that, I'm pretty much out. I used my 35 minutes of computer time every day to load a song on YouTube. (laughs) I feel like, I don't know, it would probably be either, like, he Googled it somehow or, like, in a conversation with someone else where, like, they started with small talk and then went into it. And somehow, like, he, like, asked, like, well, why were you talking about that before? And then... Perhaps he asked Jeeves. Yes, that could have been at the time. Ooh, I'm going to pretend... I'm not even going to... I'm going to pretend that that's it just because I really wanted that to be it. Because I remember the first time I heard about Ask Jeeves and I thought it was the coolest shit since The Wheel. Which, honestly, I didn't even find very cool because I was born thousands of years later and it was already normal. <laughs> Sometimes I say things and I'm like, yeah, I understand why I liked this show. Like, you just reflect after you say a sentence. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Makes sense. 
<laughs> like when people are like, the show's so unrealistic. This isn't actually how people operate. I'm like, honestly, that, that's not entirely true. <laughs> yeah. So then Sheldon jumps into the awkward part, which is, anyway, you're aware that Leonard has entered into a new romantic relationship, which includes a sexual component. <laughs> which, so Penny's feeling the awkward now. That kind of makes it sound like that's an expansion pack on a game. <laughs> It includes like, a sexual component. Yeah, like, like he's, he has a new romantic relationship and he bought the extras. <laughs> I feel like that makes me think of Howard, that it would be like some sort of expansion pack with how he views things. I don't know. Is there a Fremont Memorial Hospital in California? In California? Uh, well, or, like, yeah, that's, that's where, where Stephanie works. I don't know. Okay, according to the internet, there's one in Yuba City, and it has 1.9 stars from 44 Google reviews. Is y- Yuba isn't close to Burbank, th- or... No, it's not, but that might explain why Stephanie wanted to move in so quickly. <laughs> <laughs> it is. I'm, it's surprising that they wouldn't have named just, like, an actual local hospital, given other businesses or whatever i don't know maybe. Oh, you, yuba city is 415 miles okay you know if this is the fremont memorial i really think that leonard needed to simmer down a little in the next episode because she really is quite reasonable if she doesn't want to drive home and just stays there <laughs> there's a fremont medical center in southern alameda county but i don't know where that is either and that would not be la county so what, it's in Alameda County? Oh, that's still, that's by San Francisco, I think. Uh, yep. <laughs> Zoomed out far enough. So yeah, that's not it. That makes it seem like I know a lot about cities in California, but I have been to San Francisco, <laughs> and I'm pretty <laughs> sure I have a picture of a sign that said something like, oh, this way, this, this way, this. Um, but I was like, no, that's definitely at least sort of where I have been. Getting too off topic, circle back, Fremont Memorial. Yes. Um, And Sheldon explains how important this relationship is to him because she's the only woman Leonard's been with that that he has found tolerable. Penny asks what about her, and Sheldon says the statement stands for itself. You know, considering considering how Sheldon... Well, she also kind of walked right into it. Like, not to victim blame, but, like, if I was around someone who I knew knew... Like, I dated their roommate, and they said to me, like, oh, this this person they're dating is the only one that I've liked. I'm just going to be like, oh, good. Like, I'm not going to be like, okay, he already said he doesn't like me. I'm not going to flat out, like, make him confirm it, because that would probably just hurt my feelings more. <laughs> you know, it's kind of interesting. I guess it makes sense that given that this is, like, just the context of, like, Leonard's now dating someone else, but, like, how we have, like two episodes in a row it'll be three episodes in a row that like reference that leonard and penny had like that one date when it had been pretty much ignored since the start of the season until now for like those handful of episodes yeah which especially since like it obviously it made a lot more sense with priya because leonard and penny were in like a relatively long-term relationship Mm -hmm. at that point Um, But here, it's like, okay, they were friends, they went on a date, like, it seems like they're getting along pretty well, but, like, now it's like we're going to continuously bring that up. 
I wonder if it was just because it was early in the series and the show was still trying to like establish and like remind people, hey, this is the slow burn couple you're rooting for. Mm-hmm. And then leading up to the stuff and bath item with them. Oh, so good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Penny or er, Sheldon wants to be sure that Stephanie doesn't see Penny as a sexual rival. Um, Considering she met Penny when Penny was in her underwear is... I know, that doesn't go well. (laughs) Although, okay, I understand what she meant by underwear, but I'm like, to me, like, she was wearing, what, shorts and a tank top? Like, Mm -hmm. that's not underwear. No... Though, like I, 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 like I said, Ed, I still see what she might means. I do understand the intimacy of like your neighbor running over there in the morning, like dressed in what she probably slept in. Like I do understand that, but I'm like, that's not underwear to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like if it, if it's like, oh, if you wear anything over it, it's underwear. It's like, okay, is my sweatshirt underwear when I put my coat on? <laughs> yeah, I guess they do call jackets outerwear. So I mean, maybe <laughs> <laughs> outer versus under. <laughs> Outerwear, yeah. Yeah. Uh Penny's I don't know, the when he when Sheldon says they go like if that all that his whole situation, he's like, if that should happen, I would ask that you find some way to suppress your libido. And Penny says, I could think about you. It just made me wonder if there were like Sheldon Penny shippers who like twisted that to their advantage somehow, that line with how they viewed things. Oh my gosh, I forgot you entered the fandom after I did. Yes, they did do that. (laughs) (laughs) So I was thinking, like, I couldn't specifically remember, like, seeing that used that way, but I was just, it felt like a line that they would grab onto. Yes. They did. Okay. On many different websites in many different ways, there were fanfics. They upset me. (laughs) And I'm like... You understand, guys, that this whole joke is that he's the opposite of attractive to her, and he is perfectly okay with being the opposite of attracted to her. Well, there was a whole theory in, um, I don't want to go too out of order, but I might not, I will remember to bring this up when we talk about this episode, but in the episode three of, uh, uh, what was it called? Um, the Gothowitz deviation when she's like singing Shania Twain in the uh, kitchen. Um, the Shenny shipper said that because Leonard and Penny are the same size and the shirt she was wearing completely covered her butt, that meant that she was wearing Sheldon's shirt, which meant that she had actually spent the night with Sheldon. But Leonard assumed she had spent the night with him just because she was in the apartment and they were dating. But in reality, Sheldon and Penny were actually hooking up on the side. And that was an Easter egg. And we were going to find out later in the season that that was the case. That's a stretch, to put it lightly. Roxanne, I think every Shenny shipper was a yoga teacher because of all (laughs) the stretching they did. Now, there, there were some that just shipped it fine. Okay. But some seriously believed stuff like that, and, like, they actually thought, I'm going to get mad. Let's go. Okay. So. (laughs) But yes, you you are correct that that was something that they latched onto because they had nothing. Yeah. All right. So then we have Sheldon third-wheeling Leonard and Stephanie's date. (laughs) Like Sheldon's, you said there'd never be enough pasta for the three of us. 
And then there was even leftovers. Look at that. Oh, look at that. Yeah. I liked his um, attempt at uh, making conversation <laughs> with Stephanie. Have you ever witnessed a violent crime? <laughs> From that to like... what's your favorite fruit? <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel like nowadays, though, with and like, I mean, obviously, I listen to true crime, but there's so many like, I would almost call them like true crime, like fandom, which I feel very uncomfortable with the connotations of fandom being associated with crime. But I definitely could see a certain subset of the population actually wanting to talk about witnessing crimes. So I'm like, okay. I was like, that actually aged in a different way. I think the writers intended it to. <laughs> yeah. What are stra- strawberries or berries, right? Because he said they're technically not a fruit. I do not know because I would so, I, consider I, them I a fruit. on a fucking farm for 13 years and we sold strawberries. <laughs> but okay, we, we just kind of considered like everything that we sold fruit other than... Well, that's so dumb. Everything was fruit except for the vegetables. But, like, we just classified, like, okay, strawberries, uh, then cherries, then peaches, then apples. Like, we were a fruit farm. Like, that was how it worked. Oh, it looks like it's apparently a false fruit because the... Oh, okay, so it's dumb. It's a fruit. The reason it's considered not a fruit is because the seeds are on the outside. Hmm. That's dumb. Science is dumb. I'm kidding. Get vaccinated. Um, so that is next. Sheldon's next question was where he did the medical internship. And then we get to a plot hole. Mm-hmm. The Kmart versus yep. hospital plot hole. Yep. 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 Um, and I really feel like I remember there was one time someone made a discussion like, oh, well, maybe Mary didn't just maybe she just didn't want to tell him. I'm like, she so casually dropped that on people she had <laughs> just met that day. I don't think she's sheltering her son from it. Also, speaking of hospitals that aren't don't actually exist where the show says they do. The only okay. Lawrence Memorial Hospital I'm finding on Google is one that's in Kansas. So. Hmm. I wonder, was so there anyone named Lawrence that they're just hospital Texas? I literally Googled Lawrence Memorial Hospital and then Galveston, Texas came up and I'm pretty sure it's people from Big Bang Theory. <laughs> yeah, I saw Googling. the same thing. Now, for the record, this has a 2.7 uh, rating, which is more than the uh, the Fremont Memorial in Yuba City. I'm reading the one-star reviews, and I was worried maybe they were getting, like, oh, these people are forcing us to wear masks. But, no, apparently um, they don't actually treat people, so that seems fun. This is not slander. I'm summing up Google reviews. (laughs) Don't sue us. We're just reading things. Sue the reviewers. Yeah, sue Google if you want to. That'll go well. That'll go well. We have no money, though, so don't sue us. This yeah. is all just on the complete, like, one in eight zillion odd that someone in the suing department at this hospital listens to our podcast. <laughs> um, all right. So I really liked how Sheldon, and this is sad, but I liked how Sheldon was, like, fondly remembering, like, oh, my gosh, I spent so much of my childhood at that <laughs> hospital. <laughs> See, in our case, the reason I'm laughing is I know that there are a lot of children who spend most of their childhood or most of their lives in hospitals because they're sick. 
Um, but in this case, it's like, oh, yeah, I used to always go there after I fucked up my science experiments. <laughs> so it's it's not it's not tragic like uh, some situations are. Yeah. Um, and my, then I loved. Go ahead. I was going to say my favorite part of that little exchange was when she's all like, I'm sorry, you tried to build your own cat scanner. And he's, I didn't try. I succeeded. Yes, I was just going to say that. <laughs> and then poor Snowball. Poor Snowball. Yeah. <laughs> I just I just like how calmly I was briefly able to see the inside of Snowball before he got fired. <laughs> see, like, if that ever happened on Young Sheldon, I would watch that episode just to <laughs> see that play out. I do not want them to harm guinea pigs on Young Sheldon, so I guess we are at an impasse. <laughs> well, they're not going to literally <laughs> harm a guinea pig. Oh my god, I saw someone online say that Young Sheldon was better than Big Bang Theory, and I'm like, you have no taste. (laughs) Although it was also somebody that, I think, based on the other comments they were making, this was just like a sitcom discussion, it seems like they just solely do not like laugh tracks. It's not a laugh track. Okay, here's the thing, though. I actually really like it when it's live audiences because it just feels like you're watching it with a bunch of like I I was thinking about that when we watched come from away I'm like I bet you there's somebody that were like this would be better if they hadn't had an audience and I'm like no because you feel like you're there Mm -hmm. and I'm still salty as fuck that I didn't get to see come from away last year and the first time I saw it had to be on tv so the whole like oh yeah there's an audience you can feel like you're in the audience like that was much better yeah Right. So then Sheldon's, um, his, I guess it's his way of continuing small talk was then going into alternative history, which just reminds me of, um, the counterfactuals that he plays later on with Amy, like how would things be I feel like at one point when we were talking about counterfactuals, we were like, oh, there was a couple other times and I couldn't remember when, but yeah, this is another time that he did that. Um, yeah, I was thinking, like, there might have been something even, like, before this in the series. I it feel was like, uh, Leonard's birthday with the Abraham Lincoln's going to be speaking Hindi and drinking mint juleps. There you go. That. But I, there was one other time that we couldn't think of, and I'm pretty sure it was this. Why do they always have Abraham Lincoln in these examples? <laughs> like, <laughs> why are we always focusing on that? I also hate Civil War gone differently narratives just because it's usually like there's so many books that are like, what if the South had won? And I'm like, look at some of the laws we have. The Mm -hmm. South kind of did. Like we got rid of slavery, but there's so much other bullshit. If the South had truly lost that war, we would treat the Confederate flag and Confederate leaders the same way that Germany treats the Third Reich. Mm-hmm. But we don't. The South did not lose. There was essentially a compromise. You can take, you can give, you given up your slaves, and we'll let you keep all the other bullshit. Yeah, I'm wondering. When you think about it, especially since you got me watching Taskmaster, mm-hmm. like just how brazenly they bash Nazis on that show, and I just think if this aired here, that would be controversial. Mm-hmm. But over there, and I know that that's not even Germany, but they're all just like, fuck Nazis, like on every <laughs> other episode, I think. I mean, I know it's not that often, but like. I was going to say, I don't remember it. that run through. There's but. multiple, there's multiple seasons, multiple times where like, they're basically just like, no to Nazis, screw Nazis. And I'm like, this is great because if this aired here, people would be protesting it. Mm-hmm. 
everyone's entitled to their opinion. No. Get no. vaccinated. I'm going to pepper that in two or three more times in this uh, <laughs> episode. Um, okay, so <laughs> one of my favorite lines from this episode, just because of how innocently Sheldon says it, was when Leonard was like, do you understand that this was supposed to be a date? And he's like, do you? Because you've been in a foul mood since yes. I sat down. That was the next line I was going to bring up, because perfect. <laughs> it's just like the way he said it. Like, he's just like, dude, I'm here to help you because I can tell. But he he's so casually. It's like that Facebook group that's like... Um, when you like approach the point, but then just miss it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And Sheldon points out, apparently not only is Stephanie, is Stephanie like the only one he's found tolerable, but the fact that she's a doctor is also very good because he says that she needs her for their landing party, which brings up a Star Trek thread that sort of continues, um, or at least comes back again later in the episode. <laughs> It's one of my other favorite lines. The guy who always gets killed. I do like that. Yeah. So then we have another one of Leonard and Stephanie's dates that Sheldon again is a third wheel to when he shows up at the movie theater. Um, and he- I I really like how Stephanie's apparently such a distinguished um person. And then, like, in the last episode, she was just casually like, yeah, my patient died, so how are you? <laughs> and then in this one, she's just like, yeah, one of my earrings was in the guy's chest, so I just uh, took off the other earring and didn't say anything. I'm like, this woman is a terrible, <laughs> a terrible doctor. I mean, I know, I know sometimes doctors lose patients. I'm just saying so much of the humor surrounding her job is either her fucking up or people dying, and that's a little bit of a red flag. Mm-hmm. It, funnily enough, reminds me of Emily a little bit with how she would, like, talk about, like, getting to, like, cut people open as part well, of her Emily job. Well, Emily does murder Stephanie. I remember, know, that's so. why I said funnily enough. <laughs> yeah, ironically. Yeah. Their two paths will cross in a tragic way, dramatic music. And now a word for our sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> I've literally started, like, I love my podcast, but, like, I've started mocking them because I'm, like, all of them follow the same format. Mm-hmm. So then this kind of, I feel like it's in the same vein as Sheldon's line that you just brought up about, like, um, do you know you're on a date because you're doing a terrible job? Yeah. How he says to Leonard, like, um, if you're trying to make it impossible <laughs> to locate you, you couldn't have done a better job. Like, what movie? What theater? What time? <laughs> Leonard's like, clearly, I could have done a better yeah. job. He could have just said, we're going out. Mm-hmm. Also... Lock your fucking computer and change your password from Kal-El, Leonard. <laughs> like, yes. it's so... Now, this this is one of these situations where he's in the theater where it's one of those things where I'm like, I laugh, but there's also a little bit of secondhand, like, I would get off on justifiable homicide if this happened to me in real life, <laughs> if I was in a theater and somebody started doing that. I mean, like, as long as I stop before the movie starts... Uh, I mean, it would also depend on how long it, how long are they searching? Like, are they taking like a minute or two to like find a seat or this, this like a 10 minute process? I don't remember what movie we went to after this came out because I didn't really go see a lot of movies in theaters. But the first movie we went to after this came out, my sister and I, we got our popcorn. We sat down. We had to have been with our parents because my sister was still young. 
Um, and uh, we sit down and it's quiet for a couple seconds. And then my sister goes, ha. And I'm like, no. <laughs> and she's like, I was only going to do it once. I just wanted to make you laugh. <laughs> I know when we've been doing these earlier episodes, I'm referencing my sister a lot, but like she found the first couple seasons of this show so funny that she still will reference them and just will not remember what she's referencing. And I'm like, that's Big Bang Theory. And she's like, oh my God, you're right. <laughs> so good it just sticks with you. Yeah. Yeah, so Sheldon does find the acoustic sweet spot, as he calls it, which is where they were already sitting. And see, if I was Leonard at that point, I would just slide over a seat rather than have Sheldon like lean in next to you the whole time. I would completely move to the opposite side of the theater. <laughs> you, <laughs> you know go. he won't come over there. Even better. Like, at least then you can, like, have your date. Mm-hmm. And just knowing still that Sheldon is on the other side of the room. Yeah, but, I mean, even if you moved a couple rows back, like, you guys can talk and he's not going to be paying attention. Yeah. Unless he doesn't like the movie. I don't know what movie it was. So then we have, is next when Sheldon goes to Leonard's room? Yes. Stephanie's not there yet, so she has made the six-hour drive back to uh, San Francisco. <laughs> um, another great line in this episode. Tell me what you see here. The blunt instrument that will be the focus <laughs> of my murder trial? I make references. I make, I make similar references to that quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sheldon is pointing out, oh so helpfully in the middle of the night, uh, that Stephanie's Facebook page shows that she is single. And she threw a digital sheep at some guy (laughs) named Mike. This is definitely the Mike from Bath Item. Oh, yes. No, Mike was her boyfriend in season one. Dave was in Bath Item. Mike was season one. Yeah, Dave. Was his name Mike? It was. I was like, there's some douchebag. I was thinking Mike Mike sounded familiar as someone that Penny saw at some point, so. Yeah, Sheldon would make a joke about how there's probably a lot of names that are someone Penny saw at some point. (laughs) Um, Go, Penny. Get it, girl. Um, So, thinking back on this, when I recently rewatched it to make my notes which i'm realizing now are shit i was really proud of them at the time um i was like okay that doesn't mean anything like a lot of people don't have their statuses on facebook or they don't think to change them like honestly i feel like and this is just my opinion but i feel like people who I feel like if you're very secure in your relationship, which it seems like Leonard is because this doesn't really bother him, um, I don't really feel like you should feel insecure if it's like some people just don't pay attention to that. Like I don't look at my I know I know people who are married and their relationship status is not on Facebook. Mm hmm. But I know that back then it was more of a big deal because it was like cool that you could like display stuff. But I feel like. I feel like the obsession with constantly changing your status, I don't know. It's just its just not me, so it's weird to me. Yeah. I feel like I've seen recently, like, people who, like, didn't change their status on Facebook until they, like, actually got, like, engaged or married. And then they mm-hmm. finally put, like, okay, like, I'm married to this person. Which to me kind of yeah. makes more sense than, like, if I was, like, to be dating someone, I don't want to put, like, hey, I'm in a relationship on Facebook, because then if that ends, then you have the awkward, oh, they're no longer in the relationship 
status that pops right. up. Right. It's always uh, like a a spicy news day when you notice that someone's just taken there. They're like engaged, and then all of a sudden there's no relationship info. Like they hid the setting. Mm-hmm. I'm always like, oh, what happened there? Um, <laughs> but um, no, like yeah, I see. Like I feel like. People usually will post pictures, but I'm also not someone, I mean, obviously I'm not dating somebody, but like, I'm not someone who would post like on sweetest day on Valentine's day. Like my sister is married to the love of her life. I don't think she's ever made a Valentine's day post. Mm -hmm. Like she just is the way that she puts it. These are her words, not mine. She goes, I don't need to constantly announce I'm in a relationship because I'm secure in my relationship. (laughs) But she doesn't have like, And I know some people just do and they just, you know, they're happy and they want to talk about it. I'm not saying anything bad about that. But my sister definitely views it as like, I don't, everyone who like, I care about in my life knows that I'm dating and knows that I'm engaged and now knows that I'm married. So she's like, I'm I'm not really fussed about social media because she's like, the only people that are going to find out from social media are people I don't talk to. Mm hmm. She posted when she got engaged, but, like, she doesn't post, like, here's our, oh, we've been dating seven months, and now we've been dating. Like, I know someone who does months for their relationships, like, it's a fucking baby, (laughs) and I'm like, okay. Although I do have someone whose child is 28 months old, and they're still doing month pictures, and I'm like, your kid's two and a half, okay? Calm down. (laughs) You know? But I don't know, like, I, and maybe it's just because I'm younger, and I didn't use Facebook until I was in college. And I'm also not super interested in a relationship. But, like, this would be a hang-up for me. Like, if somebody was trying to tell me it was weird that, like, someone hadn't updated their relationship status on Facebook, I was like, well, maybe they just didn't think about it. Like, when something happens to me, I don't think, oh, Facebook has to know about this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, like, weird trying to think back to, like what, 10 years ago, 10 plus years ago when this episode aired, like, because, like, people's, like, general opinions on Facebook are very different now than they were, like, at this point. With Like, I mm-hmm. like I know a lot of people who are, like, leaving Facebook now, or, like, they want to leave Facebook, but they're still on it because of, like, some group page or whatever, you know? So I feel like even now people are, like, much less likely to, like, have any sort of hang up about, like, Facebook relationship status than they would have been when this aired even though when this aired it was as you said like very much like not everybody cares about it right i do remember when this aired that like my friends were like obsessing about relationship statuses on facebook but my friends were you know 15 when this aired Mm -hmm. so the people who wrote this were much older. And like, I always kind of thought of that as like a young thing as opposed to like, uh, it's 2008. And like, this is what we are all talking about thing. If that makes sense. Yeah. But maybe I was wrong and it was just kind of an everybody thing, but I don't know. That would not be something that would bother me, but you know, there are people and this, and I don't mean this in a judgy way. It's just the way that some people are like, and I, maybe 10 years ago I was a little more like this but like if I go to Kentucky I pro- I don't post like on Facebook like 
Nicole, my last name, is traveling from this city to this city. And then I don't check in at every restaurant I stay at. And I don't do this. I don't do that. I have some friends, some that are my age, some that are older than my parents, that they will. Like, they'll they'll drive to Kentucky from, I don't know, let's say Indiana. And they'll post that they're traveling from Indianapolis to Lexington. And then when they're at Lexington, they'll go to Walmart and get groceries. And they will check in at Walmart and say getting groceries. And then they will go to a farm and they'll say, oh, I'm doing this here. And then they will check in at the place that they ate dinner. And then they'll check in at the hotel and be like, what a comfortable room I have. And I think the reason I don't do that is because I'm young and I travel alone. But I also don't really feel like it's other people's business what I'm doing every second of every day. Mm -hmm. And if you want to share that, fine. I'm not saying I don't want you to share like it's bothering me. Like do what you want. But like for me, I mean, I saved for Alaska for a year and a half. I was there multiple days before I even posted that I was there on Facebook. And I think there are still people on my Facebook who still think I'm there just because I'm still posting pictures. (laughs) But I do it on a delay just because I want to do stuff like on my time. Yeah. See, like, I feel like I'm in the middle of that, like, on a big trip. I, like, I know I have, and, like, I'd be likely to post, like, oh, like, traveling from, like, say, from, like, oh, from L.A. to London, um, and then, like, I might, like, post pictures during the trip or, like, check in somewhere, but I'm not going to, like, check in for, like, the freaking grocery store or the hotel, so. Right. And I mean, like, when you come back here next year and we, like, leave to go up north, I might, I'll probably post something on Facebook being, like, leaving on our adventure, but, like, I'm not going to post our itinerary. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, And I already was saying, I mentioned it to my mom, like, when I was up at one of the places I'm going to take you with a friend of mine last year, they asked where else we were going. And I was like, oh, well, tomorrow we're doing this and then we're going home. But like small talk like that, when we go, we're going to be up there for two weeks. I'm not going to be like, oh, we're going to do this and then here for two nights and then this and then this. Like I've watched Dateline. <laughs> you don't do that. You know, yeah. I'm just going to give people like generic like, oh, we're going to go to the mountains. We're going to go to the national park. We're going to do this like but like they don't need to know a play by play. But that's just me. So like this Facebook thing, and I know we've been talking about it a lot, but like it's just one of those concepts that's completely foreign to me. Like this is just not something that would bother me. Mm-hmm. If they had just gotten out of a relationship and then were dating me and they still had the update like of their ex, I might jokingly be like, you know, Facebook still thinks you're dating so and so. But like even then, I don't know that that would bother me so much because they probably just forgot to update it, especially if they don't use Facebook a lot, which I know Stephanie does if she's throwing farm animals <laughs> at other people. But does Leonard use it a lot? Because to be in a relationship with somebody else, both parties have to like you can change it to in a relationship. But for her to say in a relationship with Leonard Hofstadter, he also has to want to say in a relationship with Stephanie Barnett, because then anyone could say they're in a relationship with anybody and it wouldn't be real. Yeah. So maybe Leonard's just not on Facebook that much, in which case she couldn't say she was in a relationship with him. Yeah. That's something that like, I've like kind of confused about like at the end of the episode. Cause like Leonard's status updated to like in a relationship, which like you can have it like that as a general or like in a relationship with so-and-so. So his just said relationship, and then didn't hers, yeah, hers said in relationship with Leonard, which, so when Sheldon changed Leonard's, did he have it to say, like, in a relationship with Stephanie, but it doesn't show her name until she approves on her end, so then Leonard's just said in a relationship, like, in a general sense? I think that's how it works now, but I don't know if that's what it, how it worked in 2000, did this air in 08 or 09? I think it was still 08. 
Yeah, it was 08. Sure. Yeah, because Bath Item was the Christmas episode, so this would have been fall. Um, So I don't know how it worked then because I didn't even have Facebook until 2011. So... I mean, like, I've had Facebook since, like, 2006, but I have never updated my status on it for relationship-wise, so I don't know how I was going to say, well, back in 2006, all the, the field that you were playing, you never updated your status <laughs> with any of them. <laughs> back in 2006, Facebook was stuck with, like, your name is, and then you filled in the rest of the status, so. I love when I go back. There were, they still did that when I joined, but I like when you go back and like you see how the format of how you post things changed because mm-hmm. of how it showed up. Yeah. Uh, I remember when the you could put the emotion like so and so feels like or whatever, and my friend Jessica updated hers to say um, Jessica Emma feels like Facebook is trying too hard. <laughs> the evolution of Facebook. If this was if this podcast was like a a movie. The tagline of this episode would be the evolution of Facebook. <laughs> and did, did could you throw digital sheep on Farmville? I never played Farmville. Game, oh, I did, but I don't remember propelling anything. <laughs> <laughs> like my guess was that that was like a Farmville reference, just because like I know that that was like popular, but I never played it myself. So it was probably one of those we can't actually mention it. So, um. Because, I mean, like, part like, of it was, like, giving people, like, sheep or supplies or whatever, right? Th- I don't think you threw them. I think you could loan or donate or borrow or something. I don't remember. I don't remember exactly. It's been a long time. But actually, super recently, I was like, does Farmville still work? All my crops are dead, but I would love to see what kind of bullshit I was working on in that. <laughs> um, it's probably one of those situations, like, when you're watching Chopped, and they're like, you need to take these marshmallow rice cereal bars. And I'm like, yeah, you can't say Rice Krispie Treats. <laughs> you're saying <laughs> marshmallow rice. They probably just wanted to give, like, a Farmville vibe. But mm-hmm. if anybody listening knows if this is something else, tell us. Yeah. Yeah, and then we have the Star Trek um, continuing. Leonard was so done. <laughs> yeah, Sheldon trying to deem Leonard unfit, and Leonard says he cannot do that because this is not Star Trek, which <laughs> delivery on that is perfect, and that's another one of my favorite lines. That is one of mine, too. And I just really like how, how Sheldon says, like, give me one good reason why not. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, there's a really obvious good reason why not, Sheldon. <laughs> That made me think earlier when he was like, oh, our landing party. I'm like, okay, but why do you need a Kirk and a Spock and a McCoy? Like, what real life situation is going to transpire where you need this complete group? Mm -hmm. Well, he's got to be ready for whatever opportunity pops up. Yeah, I think we had like 11 more seasons and he never needed that. So (laughs) we're safe to say it's good. I really liked the running gag in this episode where Sheldon is just baking bread for Penny. <laughs> <laughs> Banana bread. Zucchini, zucchini bread. bread. <laughs> yeah. I wonder how... Well, did he... Did Do we know, did he bake it or did he just buy it and give it to her? Because it's hard to imagine Sheldon baking. <laughs> it is, for some reason. but he doesn't drive. Mm-hmm. And also... The way he just, like, handed it to... Like, it wasn't like it was in a bag or anything. Yeah, it's so like, I'm like, like saran wrapped. Yeah, and I'm like, I don't know. Maybe in California they saran wrap bread, but we usually put ours in a bag. 
Now, if it was like at a like if it was one of the if it was at like a sports event, like they if but they're homemade, then they bake them and then they wrap them individually and then they sell them, but not like at a store. Um, but I like how he's like, "This is banana bread," and she's just like, "This is torn <laughs> off." Yeah. State the obvious. Yeah. So this is like it's different than his small talk, but it's still like, "Oh, that's my understanding that you know, like you bring food and then you can they'll get invited in." Like it's still him like working off of like, "Oh, this is how I understand that things are supposed to work." I kind of want a headcanon that there's like some random person like that he sees as he goes about his day and he just is constantly asking them for advice and they're just like, I don't know, dude, bake them bread. Like, you know, some, <laughs> because he's like, it's my understanding that makes small talk. So like he goes to like the train store or something and he's like saying to the cashier, like, I don't know how to bring up this awkward stuff. And they're like, oh, just make small talk, you know, ask them sup. And he's like, good idea. And then he goes back and he's like, I need to I need to talk to someone, but I don't know if they'll let me in the apartment. Bake them something? Excellent idea. <laughs> in my head, this cashier kind of looks like Nell from NCIS Los Angeles with glasses similar to ours. I have That's no idea who that person looks like, but well, all right. You can Google them later. I can't describe them to you. Okay. <laughs> She's adorable. That's that's the little hint. A hint, like it's a fucking mystery. Um, so anyway, um, Nerdy Nell is giving Sheldon this advice. And if I still wrote fanfic like I used to, I would totally write this. I was thinking as you were describing this that this sounds like a perfect <laughs> fanfic setup. If I had the spoons to write fanfic like I used to, I straight up would. Um... Okay, so then I liked when he says, this will come as no surprise to you, but Leonard's failing in yet and <laughs> How he says yet another relationship, like all season, Leonard's just been dating these random women and has been failing. Um, and then she's like, oh, he's having problems. And he goes, she's sending virtual livestock to random men on the internet. Mm-hmm. That's like, I... If, if we if we talked to the people who originally like created an internet system and we were like, there's going to be relationship drama because people are going to be throwing virtual livestock at each other, <laughs> they might just shut it down and not develop the World Wide Web at all. Like, never mind. The world isn't ready for that. Doesn't need that. The world does not need a wide web. No. And then Sheldon using more of his urban slang, pop an emotional cap in his buttocks. <laughs> Which is not one I've heard of. No, I'm not sure what exactly he was going for there. Pop and I guess I guess I guess pop a cap. But see, if you say if you're saying telling someone you're going to pop a cap in their ass, like I'm pretty sure that that means like you're going to shoot them. <laughs> yeah, so, not like a emotional so early relationship. Like- or, like, Duncan substituting wise. ass to buttocks. Like, I thought, when I hear Papa Cap in his buttocks, I'm thinking that's a sex thing. And I really feel like the variation of the phrase is, like, if you tell someone you're going to pop a cap in their ass, it means you're going to shoot them. So, pop an emotional cap in his buttocks is just one of those things that I feel changes the tone. Just mm-hmm. like if you say, like, we're going to go to my cottage in the forest as opposed to my cabin in the woods, like, you can, you know which one the serial killer is hiding at. Yeah. 
And I'm like, pop an emotional cap in his buttocks just sounds kinky. (laughs) Yeah, just something's off there. Yeah. So then as he asks Penny, like, what went wrong um, when she dated Leonard, she goes into an explanation referencing the movie The Lake House with a time-traveling mailbox. It's a terrible movie. I was going to say, I like that movie. Oh. <laughs> I don't like uh, angsty heterosexual love stories and a t- the time travel element I just also don't enjoy in this context but I think it's just because uh, one of the places that we're going is where Somewhere in Time was filmed and I feel like half the people in the Facebook groups for that place their entire personality is how much they love Somewhere in Time I also don't love Somewhere in Time that one I'm not familiar with it's okay. I mean, I'm sure it's, it's not a bad movie. It's just very much not my kind of movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but okay, so I liked how when Sheldon was telling Penny, like, oh, this is confidential. So like, feel free to like, talk about what happened in the bedroom. And she just goes, we never got to the bedroom. Like, yeah, we're just going to move past this because that never happened. But then Sheldon really wants to unpack that too. He's like, okay, why? <laughs> yeah, he's he needs all the details here. Mm-hmm. I think that he's just super fucking nosy. I mean that too. That would be me. I would be like, oh no, what happened? Tell me everything. <laughs> I don't know why I changed my voice at the end. I regret that choice, but it happened. Yeah. Um. So then, yeah, I am with Sheldon on the lake house. Okay, well, oh, apparently yeah. I'm with Penny because she made him watch it, so... <laughs> Um, speaking to, well, you didn't make me watch it, but I will not make you watch somewhere in time. There were, there are people though that are like, before you come to this place the first time, you have to watch somewhere in time. And I'm like, you really don't (laughs) like, it was just filmed there. Like if you like the movie, it's cool to be like, oh, that's where this scene was filmed. But like the, the place doesn't exist because of that movie. I really don't feel like you need to, I've I've seen it once and I really don't feel like it enhanced my experience of anything. Mm-hmm. But if you like if you like older, I think Somewhere in Time came out in the 70s. Like if you like older 1980, I just looked it up. 1980. Okay, it was filmed in the 70s. Um, like if you like older romancy type things and you like the whole time travel thing, like I definitely can see the draw of it. Just angsty heterosexual stuff is not really my cup of tea. I don't even think I would like that movie with a same-sex couple, but just the fact that it's heterosexual just makes it worse. But it's not a bad movie. It's not a bad movie. If anyone knows it and likes it, do not blame you. If anyone looked it up and wants to watch it, watch it. I'm just, I'm like, God, I'm reading the summary on how self-hypnosis turns into time travel <laughs> maybe we do need to watch it just so you understand <laughs> yeah oh I'll, I'll put a bookmark on that for later <laughs> all right so then sheldon turns to howard and raj for help with dating and relationships yeah because you know now at the uh train store isn't helping <laughs> <laughs> And obviously, I mean, who else is better to ask than Howard and Raj for this situation? Okay, well, it could be. It could be. Okay, so there was this episode of Two and a Half Men where Charlie's writing a jingle for a TV show, and he plays it for Jake, 
And Jake's like, that blows. And he's like, what do you mean? And he's like, no, it doesn't fit the spirit of the story. It doesn't work. It blows. And so he's all angry because he really likes it. Well, then at the end of the episode, he asks Alan, he's like, oh, let me play my jingle for you. And he plays it. And Alan's just like, oh, my gosh, it's really good. And he's like, oh, yeah. And he goes, yeah, great job. And he walks away. And then Charlie goes, that settles it. It blows <laughs> because if Fallon likes it, it's no good. So I'm. if Sheldon was smart here, he would ask Howard and Raj, oh, how should I proceed? And then they tell him and Sheldon goes, OK, opposite. scratch all of that off and go with something else. Mm hmm. Though we also have another apparent plot hole in this discussion. Okay, go for it. With the Howard says Leonard's record included 27 days with Joyce Kim. Where well, in at the time it's not a plot hole. It becomes a plot I hole. I mean, yeah, but like as of as of just this episode, that's not an issue, but as later in the series with the elevator implementation, is that what yes. it ended up being called? Staircase implementation? Yes. Okay. See, because the, the tape in the book, the paper they gave us called it the elevator implementation. And I was like, this doesn't make sense. And then later they changed it to the staircase. So I was like, okay, good. Um, but yeah, with there, it's like he meets her and then they hook up that day and then she runs out. So issue later. when it, Yeah. Yeah. At the time, no. And I feel like that episode also kind of wrote them into a corner because – in the staircase implementation, because I feel like they very easily could have given an impression of time passing, but it really seems like they very much wanted to imply that it was like the same day or the next day. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, you could have, you could have stretched this out. They could have had one more flash forward scene with Leonard and Penny where Penny's like, oh, how'd that go? And he goes, oh, it was great for a few weeks. And then, yeah, you know, but then they didn't. Yeah. I don't know if they just forgot the 27 days or decided they didn't care or what yeah. um yeah howard and raj their advice comes down to either killing all the other men on the planet um and then just go easy on the cologne so you know that kind of reminds me of the pilot where Sheldon, where Sheldon tells Leonard about Penny, like, oh, like, you know, you have to go up against every dude in the world, so your odds are shitty, but, like, among all of us, like, she's definitely gonna end up with you. Mm -hmm. So here it's like, oh, yeah, like, we're once again acknowledging that, like, all the other dudes outside of us, like, that that's a bit of a threat. Yeah. So then Sheldon goes back to Penny with the zucchini also, room this time. Yeah. really quick. The fact that Howard is completely over it in the next episode, how mad he was in the previous one. Yeah, that's true. Like, well, the fact I guess that he's all like, oh, my gosh, like, how does this work? And like, I don't want to give you bad advice. And I'm like, why is he suddenly like actually seemingly invested? Or is part of the reason why he wasn't as mad at the end after they set him up with what's your name is just because he expected this to flame out? Yeah, I don't know, because, like, as of the end of the episode previous, like, he was more, like, back on their good side, but... He was, but I still but find still, it kind uh, of weird. Yeah, there's still a jump there's just, from that to, oh, let me try to help you. And there's, like, not even a mention. You yeah. know, like, they went, like, Leonard and Penny, they go on one date, and we were just talking about how, like, everybody's bringing it up, and... This was the previous episode where Leonard was like Mr. Steal Your Girl, and it's not even casually mentioned here. Yeah, that does seem like it should have been somehow in there. 
I think it's one of those situations where the writers knew that Leonard was a little bit of a dick, not as much of a dick as he could have been, but a little <laughs> bit of a dick, and they don't want to draw the audience's attention to that. Mm-hmm. Whereas with Leonard and Penny, they're like, no, this is a long-term thing, so we need this to, we need to keep bringing this up. But when the characters don't do it, don't do, they do something that can be wrong, and the writers don't want that to be a defining part of who they are, they don't bring it up again. Yeah, I think kind of a mix of that and just, like, sitcoms in general tend to be, you know, the whole very, like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Sort of, like, enclosed within the episode. It's like, this episode happens and then you just move on. And then, like, it's, like, things tend to be forgotten. So I think they were just like, okay, that that storyline is wrapped up. So now Howard doesn't need to reference that anymore. Yeah. Okay, so Sheldon with Penny, um... He apologizes, but he can't come in this time. Um, I liked the, thank you, may I come in? No. Yeah. (laughs) Like, she learned. Uh Uh-uh. Yeah. Um, And then he goes from, like, the apology to, like, so where are you in your (laughs) menstrual cycle? And then goes through his explanation, connecting to primates and courting, um, and Penny just slams the door on his face, so... That's another thing that might be generational or it might be just me. I have no problem. Like, I mean, if, if a random dude, like when, when guys are like, oh, you must be PMSing. Like if they think I'm in a bad mood, I hate that. But if like one of my friends asked me, I would probably just tell them. Even guy friends. Like I know Sheldon's inappropriate. And so like that is probably why. But I also feel like like Penny didn't even want to like on her intake paperwork and adhesive duck like she didn't even want to answer that question. And I think this is partly because the writers are largely men. But I'm like, I don't feel like women in general are that uncomfortable by that question. No, like definitely depends on context. And I understand in this situation, but adhesive duck, like every intake form from the time you're like 12 years old, ask that. Like, I will hit my head and I will go into the urgent care to see if I have a concussion. And the first fucking question they ask me is, when was the first day of your last menstrual period? Like, that's very common for people who have that anatomy. Yeah, like in that medical context, there shouldn't be an issue with it. And Penny is very consistent throughout the series, like just not wanting to talk about it. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. that's very atypical. Like, I will be talking to friends. This, this this could just be my friends. Like, I have friends who are very open about stuff, but certainly not in a medical context. But, like, my friends will literally be like, they'll be like, oh, do you want to, uh, do you want to go and do this on this day? And, like, one of my friends will be like, so my period's normally four days, but it's sometimes longer. And so I won't be able to go if I still have it because I should have it that week, but blah, 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 because this person gets cramps. And we're like, okay, just keep us posted. Like, that's just conversations that we have. It's not like we sit around and talk about our menstrual cycle, but like if it comes up in conversation, we aren't embarrassed about it. Mm-hmm. Like I said to my mom, I even said to my mom, I was like, I'm so glad that my period was a random week late in May because that meant that when I got back on my normal cycle, I wasn't going to have it when I was in Alaska. And mom goes, oh, that's lucky. And like, it wasn't awkward. <laughs> <laughs> and I do understand in this context, it's just, when you look at it and you look at other episodes where Penny got really upset by the same stuff, I feel like it's not a super common thing for someone who menstruates to be uncomfortable at the mention of. Yeah. Like the overall pattern is what the issue is and not this specific situation. Right. It's, 
Right. This specific situation by itself, fine. But considering she has that reaction, like, in a bunch of other contexts, I feel like it's just more her character and not the situation. Yeah. All right. But so- good for her for slamming the door in his face because she clearly was uncomfortable and he kept going on and on about it. So it's like, go away. Yeah. Good thing she didn't let him in that time. <laughs> yeah. Right, so then we have another date of between Leonard and Stephanie, um, which Sheldon interrupts trying to open a jar of white asparagus. I don't know if I've had white asparagus. I really like asparagus. I don't know if I've ever had regular asparagus. Oh my god, you are going to be like two weeks too late for regular asparagus when you come here next year. <laughs> I do. I love asparagus. We um, put, like, the vegetable oil on it, and we put it in the oven, and then we put, like, Parmesan cheese and some other stuff on it, and it's really good. Do you like, uh, when I say beans, I don't mean, like, um, in tacos beans, but, like, green beans? Not especially. Okay. It's kind of like that in terms of, like, or is it? Honestly, I was like, that's the closest thing I can come up to. You know, it's actually not like that because I like cooked (laughs) asparagus and I don't like cooked green beans. So I have no idea. I don't even know how to describe it. I do like it, though. Really quick at the beginning of this scene, when why is the why when Leonard is lactose intolerant when he eats dairy, why is farting apparently his only symptom? Because the main thing that people who are lactose intolerance experience that are the worst is they have like really bad cramps. Sometimes they have the runs. Sometimes they bloat. Like, farting is part of it, but for such an uncomfortable thing, I feel like this show is always just like, oh, Leonard farts when he eats cheese. I'm like, if I was lactose intolerant, the farting would be the least inconvenient symptom. Yeah. I guess, like, people fart in general, but, like, one of my coworkers, their husband, he likes ice cream, but he's lactose intolerant. And apparently after he eats ice cream, he is in the bathroom for like hours because he's puking and he has stomach pain and it's awful. And that is so much worse than farting is. Yeah. And it's not even like, oh, well, farting is funny. One of the writers of the show relied on poop humor in multiple of his other shows. So they could have gone that route as well, but they didn't. Yeah, like, I don't know. I was thinking, like, just apparently they think that farting is, like, the funny angle to it, which I don't find any of those funny anyways. So, but that, that, yeah, that is true that there are a lot of other symptoms that would be more of a focus. Right, because it's like everyone has gas at some point. Mm-hmm. Like lactose intolerance, that is just one thing that happens. And it does depend, I guess, on severity and how much you eat and all this other stuff. But I have this friend and she's a lovely person. And she does a lot of these things on Facebook that says like this many likes and I'll do this. Well, she's lactose intolerant. And once she said 50 likes and I will eat an entire block of cheese on camera. And so naturally she got 50 likes in about 90 seconds. And she filmed herself And her eyes were like watering because her stomach hurt so bad. And she thought she was going to puke. And she's just sitting there like she's her eyes are all bloodshot because she's in Australia. And so it's like the middle of the night when she's doing this. And she just keeps on like chomping away at this cheese. And you can hear her stomach making noises. 
This was like a 45 minute video. She didn't fart once. She was in so much pain. And we're like, why are you doing this to yourself? And she was just like, I'd say do it for the gram, but this is Facebook Live. So I don't even know. And like, this was like five years ago. And we still, when people are like, oh, share those things, like drop a word that makes you think of me. And we're all, we're like, cheese block. Yeah. (laughs) But like her thing was, it was stomach pain. But every time on this show, like, eat this cheese without farting and you can sleep with my sister, as fantastic of a sentence as that is, that's the least of a lactose intolerance person's concern most of the time. Yeah, I feel like most of the time it is, like, if not, like, stomach pain, but just, like, upset stomach or, like, just, like, digestive issues rather than just, like, straight to just farting. Right. And I guess it's similar to menstrual cramps, which I'm not lactose intolerant, but I have, like... I used to black out and puke because my menstrual cramps were so bad. So when one of my friends who gets cramps and is lactose intolerant, they're like, it's very similar to that. I'm like, no, thank you. Yeah. And see how comfortable I was just talking about that. <laughs> Come on, honey. <laughs> um, so then I liked the noises Sheldon was making when he was pretending to struggle to open that jar. Mm hmm. I wanted Leonard to call it constipated moose. Moose, yeah. God, moose are so big. Yep. Oh, the giants. Um, yep. So then Sheldon's logic, when I'm unable to open this jar and you succeed, it will establish you as the alpha. That implies that people might, at the current moment, view Sheldon as the alpha. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like, oh, when animals, like fight with each other and then the stronger one but it's like no like like you're implying that leonard has to dethrone sheldon which and then just like a couple scenes ago leonard was saying how leonard or sheldon was saying how leonard's the uh um the kirk of their like landing party right which is the captain which would be by most assumptions the alpha so (sighs) but spock is like the the favorite, I guess. Like, everyone loves Spock. No one dresses up as Kirk for Halloween. True. I mean, I'm sure someone does. But, yeah, it, it kind of reminded me of that John Mulaney story where he had, like, the dog trainer come over and they were just like, oh, you need to, like, reestablish yourself as the Alpha. And he's like, oh, yes, the title of Alpha, which I once had. How do I get that back? <laughs> like... <laughs> I think my favorite part of that story is when he was like, and the trainer says, you need to establish your dominance over your puppy. These are things people say to me. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, that's what this is reminding me of. Like, Sheldon's like, you need to establish yourself as the alpha because people definitely think it's Sheldon right now. <laughs> and then uh, Leonard's like, oh, would it work if I just punched you in the face? <laughs> and Sheldon acknowledges that it would. Yeah. Yeah, but let's see how the lid goes. <laughs> And then he's obnoxious. I'm not strong enough. <laughs> You'll have to do it. Like, that's the main thing. Whenever I can't get a jar, I'm just like, can somebody do this for me? Mm-hmm. It's not like this big dramatic thing. Although, my father has carpal tunnel, so he actually can't open the jars. So that doesn't really work in this house. I did like that thing where, I don't remember if it was on Tumblr or Twitter, but like, when somebody told their grandmother that they were a lesbian and the grandmother's like, oh, well, how are you, who are you going to have to open jars for you? And they're just like, I love how the 
most useful thing that grandma can think of <laughs> that for why you need a man in your life is opening jars. Mm-hmm. Well, apparently this jar was supposedly pre-loosened, but apparently not enough because Leonard still struggled with it and then ends up okay. breaking it. <laughs> the way that he banged that on the counter, like you, you, you've banged stuff on the counters to get the lids off, right? I mean, I know of the concept. I generally don't. Okay. Well, like, you know how, you don't do it like that. Like, it, it should like be like a just, gentle tap, right? Right. Like, you just, you kind of tap, tap, tap. and But you make sure that you're tapping the lid. You don't, like, tap the jar on the counter, but you yeah. just tap the lid and then you rotate and tap the lid. And the, the idea is just it distorts it slightly that it's not sealed anymore and then it can pop off. You don't just, like, bam. <laughs> like, I, I'm remembering it more dramatically than he actually did it. But, like, I cringed when he went to do it because I'm like, no. I mean, it, it is still pretty yeah, bad when he does it. Yeah. yeah Although so he, there was that taskmaster where they said, get this out of the jar. I think they just spiked it on the ground. <laughs> so, I mean, that is, a, that is a concept, I guess. But um, I did like how Sheldon continued to try to um, prop Leonard up. Like when Leonard's like, I'm bleeding. And Sheldon's like, like a gladiator. <laughs> I think the idea for gladiators is to not bleed because then they don't get injured. Mm-hmm. But... You know. So he needs stitches um, and apparently ends up crying during that process, as we find out at the hospital. I hate needles, so I would probably also cry when I got stitches. I Have you ever had stitches? Uh, in my mouth. Yeah. I The only time I've had stitches was, like, in my eyebrow, which... I'd, I feel like they numbed it so it didn't hurt anyway, so I was Is this a good story? I haven't heard this. I was playing catch with a friend, like we were tossing a softball back and forth, and it I it missed I missed the ball with my glove and it hit me in the face and like on my glasses, so it pushed my glasses into my eyebrow. And I'm like, how does a softball make stitches? Yeah, yeah, glasses. That would do I have glasses too. I don't know why I was thinking the like thinking that, but was like thick enough that like it it was like beyond the frame so like it like pushed in and i needed stitches for that i think it's just knowing that the needles which i know people are like you have tattoos it's different i've gotten shots i've gotten tattoos it's not the same stitches you are sewing your skin (laughs) i would also cry okay Mm mm-hmm I was just stressed thinking about it. Okay. But I liked how when Stephanie comes back in and um, he's like, I didn't cry. And she's like, I'm just teasing you. But yeah, you did. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then we find out she's not going to be spending the night, which leads to Sheldon's. You seem like a perfectly pleasant person. I just can't understand why women have such a hard time loving you. Also, I understand her being like, I think you probably need to rest just because like, If someone's there, you're talking, you're thinking, like, blah, blah, blah. Sheldon's implication that the only reason Stephanie would stay over is if they're going to have sex. Mm -hmm. Like, I understand they have a roommate, you know, and I understand, like, when she moves in, they're probably just going to bed some nights. But, like, I don't understand Sheldon's assumption that, like, oh, yeah, she's hurt. He's hurt. So she's just not going to come over because he can't put out. Yeah. Like, her, I don't think that that's 
what she was thinking. I mean, I know like at the start of the date, like the implication was that they were going to have sex, but like, I feel like her logic was he can just go home and lay down and like, doesn't have to worry about like, I'm, I haven't moved in yet. I'm still like a guest there. Like, you know, he doesn't have to worry about like any of that. Like he can just relax. Like I do understand hers, but then Sheldon is like, I feel like he's misinterpreting the situation. Yeah. Oh, which I just remembered also then like right after that, I really like the thank you, Doctor Doctor Cooper. You're welcome, Doctor Hofstetter. And like Sheldon is like so confused. Like, why are we using these titles right now? I don't know, but okay, I'll go with it. Yeah, we'll we'll roll with it. Yeah. Okay, so then the tag. Yes. Yeah. So the tag uh, is basically where we find out that Stephanie has updated her Facebook status. Or no, well, Leonard, she comes in, Penny comes in, because she sees Leonard updated his first, which it was Sheldon who snuck mm-hmm. in to do it. Um, and then as they're discussing or discussing whether or not that was, like, a bold move, um, or, like, Sheldon or Leonard was then getting mad at Sheldon for it, um, we end by seeing that Stephanie updated hers to be in a relationship with Leonard. So Sheldon takes that as a win. I did like Howard. You changed before her speaking as an expert. Wait a <laughs> Like I do like the idea because a lot of the times it just seems like he he doesn't learn and he continues to be creepy. But while he does continue to be creepy, it does seem like he is taking feedback and not doing the same specific thing again. Mm-hmm. Well, like earlier in the episode, he's like, "Oh, don't use the cologne. That doesn't work." So <laughs> yeah, he's very much taken out of this. Doesn't work. This doesn't work. This doesn't work. He's just not looking like more broadly yeah um i feel like i had another comment but i don't remember okay no i do i actually think maybe how i had said like maybe stephanie just didn't think about it about the facebook status thing like it might just be that when leonard did it she was like oh yeah Mm -hmm. you know and then changed it and it wasn't that she was worried about going first and that's another like going first thing like if you're saying to somebody, if you, I don't, I don't know. I don't understand the whole like, oh my gosh, like, is it too soon to update my status just because I don't really think I would care. But like, I don't know. Th- this is a realm that, what, what did Sheldon say? Like, it's a part of the human experience that has always eluded, eluded me. Eluded me, yeah. Social media specifics when it comes to relationship is something that I have a complete lack of interest in. So. <laughs> I don't think I get it. No, I know two weeks, especially if they're like, um, what was I going to say? When it's a situation where they've gone on like a couple of dates, like I might understand that. But Leonard's like, oh my gosh, I have a girlfriend. I'm like, that was how you determined it? Yeah, well, like also like two weeks. Like within this one episode, we see what, like three different dates. So like, it seems like they're seeing each other very frequently. So... And I do understand, like, I, I don't necessarily, like, we talked about this previously, I don't necessarily think, like, if you go on a date with someone or a couple dates with someone, that that doesn't necessarily mean you are dating. But it really seems like these people at this point are, like, kind of planning each day around if they're going to see each other. And I'm like, okay, at that point, you're in a relationship. Yeah. And whether but or I not that's you're- different for everybody, because I mean... My sister says that her anniversary is New Year's Eve, but she brought him to meet us, like, two months before that. So I'm like, um, you guys were already in a relationship. Like, you brought him home to meet your family. 
you guys were already in a relationship. Yeah. Yeah, and I I do feel like going back slightly, like Stephanie probably just saw like, oh, like Leonard updated his status. Okay, I'll update mine. And like it was I feel like that was just the most likely. Right, because there's a lot of things where you're not necessarily like, oh, should I do this or should I not? But like you don't think about it. Like sometimes I will come home and my mom will have like a bucket and she'll be like washing her car in the driveway. And like my car's not filthy, but like if she hadn't been doing that, I probably just would have parked my car and gone inside. But because she was doing that, I go, oh, I should wash my car. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it, it just is probably one of those things where she's probably mostly on Facebook to throw the sheep. <laughs> so then she sees that Leonard changed it and she's like, oh, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah. You know, I don't. But that is just me being a person who doesn't think that that kind of thing is such a big deal. Like, I I actually have a, a former teacher who, when I was in high school, she celebrated her 35th wedding anniversary. So she's pushing 50 years married at this point. I know that they're still together. I know that her husband is still alive. She has single on Facebook just because she never thought when she was setting up her Facebook page to input that. Mm-hmm. And I really would like to think that her husband isn't like, what are we, Mary? Just because her Facebook status <laughs> is single, like... And I know yeah. she's older, and I'm sure some of it is generational, but it's like the social media statuses. I don't put as much stock in that. No. Well, I think that wraps up this episode then. Yes, I think it's really funny. And also, like I said last week, I feel of the Stephanie episodes, this one is pretty realistic, just them trying to figure out their relationship where she fits into the rest of their dynamic, um, kind of wondering, like, where are we at? Are we at the same place? There's not, like, a lot of explicit conversation about that, but the social media stuff definitely does. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas the next episode is, I guess, the most serious, but that one is definitely, like, we're going to take a thing that does happen in real life We're going to put it into 20 minutes and we're going to exaggerate everything to make sure that our point gets across. Whereas this feels more authentic to how a real life situation might play out. Yeah, I get that. I feel like like my thoughts with this episode, at least, it goes along with what I think I said last week, which is like the Stephanie episodes. I don't normally think of them as like, oh, yeah, like I want to watch those. Those are great episodes. But like watching it like this, this episode, like it has a lot of really good lines in it. Or, like, lots of bits that I really enjoy, but just, like, for some reason, like, the episode as a whole doesn't stand out to me as, like, oh, yeah, that's a good one. There are a lot of episodes, and I would agree about this with the Stephanie ones, just because they're the Stephanie ones, that when you think of the episode, you think, oh, that's the episode with this relatively significant storyline, and that's what you remember. And then when you sit down to watch it, there's a lot of jokes that you've forgotten about just because your brain is, like, summarizing the episode when you think about it. Yeah. Like bath item. You've got the Leonard and Penny stuff. You have the Sheldon hugging Penny and the Spock napkin and all of that. But I don't know if I could remember a single joke from like when Sheldon was trying to find a present. I don't think I could name a single one, but I remember laughing a lot when I watched that. So when I watch it again, when we do this in a few weeks, I'm going to be like, oh, there were jokes in here that I forgot about. But it's just because it's a big episode I don't remember a lot of the specifics. I just remember like, oh, this and this were in this one. Yeah, the overall. 
Yes. Okay, well, then that will wrap things up for now. So if you guys have questions, comments, suggestions, you can email us at podcast at thebigbangbuzz.com. Whenever you do this, I think of Raj with um, uh, Anu with the talking about how he gets constructive criticisms and stuff after he <laughs> sleeps with somebody. Anyway, go on. Okay. Well, then you can leave a comment on the website at thebigbangbuzz.com. Or tweet us at the Big Bang Buzz with three Z's. And we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.